Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You've just entered a Nitwick b -b 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 bonus round. Uh, today's episode, uh, it's me, Adam, and Zach. Hey. We're going to be talking about the fantastic, much highly anticipated episode of talking about Persona 5. Woo! Well, like, every time you mention Persona 5 in the podcast, I would just be like, ooh, tell me where you've been. I want to oh, know yeah. everything. Uh, apparently, you are not the only person that was, like, eagerly waiting for me to finish this game to chat with. Uh, my buddy Jordan, uh, when I told him I beat the game, was like, oh, finally, I can chat with somebody about this. Yeah, no, I've, I've been looking forward to talk to people about Persona 5. Because I, so when I beat it, I talked to it with internet friends a bit. Mm -hmm. I, well, I think I talked to them a lot, but I have I don't actually know anyone that I can talk to face to face that has beaten Persona Five. Yeah, or uh, ex so, wait, except mm -hmm. for like Ian and Michael, I think. This is a, I don't think two Ian, people. Ian I don't talk to them play Persona Five. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so this episode, we are going to be kind of giving. Uh, this isn't going to be like a full like breakdown review thing. This will be more like here's kind of our general impressions and feelings on the game. Uh, and I guess we'll start, I guess I'll start off by saying, we're probably going to go into full spoiler territory. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> this is, ab this is your last chance right now. If you don't want spoilers on Persona 5, and I highly suggest that be the case, turn yeah. back now. The episode's over. Stop. Yeah. Like we, we're doing this, like Drew, the other guy we usually podcast with, he, he keeps telling us he's going to play Persona 5. But he's also our editor, mm -hmm. so we've had to literally tell him, Drew, Drew, <laughs> we will edit. <laughs> we'll handle this just because he wants to play it, and we were like, don't, please don't ruin yourself on this. Uh, so, last warning, if you don't want spoilers, we're probably going to get into it. Uh, and I'll start by saying, what a fantastic good video game. That was, yeah. oh man. Yeah. So... I'll give a quick story. I mm. Persona Five. I was super excited to play Persona Five when I got it, and but when it first came out, I was still kind of chugging away through FF15, and so my time at the very beginning was split between Persona Five and Fifteen, um, and that's actually kind of how the entire time I've been playing it. It was usually like Persona Five was always that thing I'd keep coming back to over and over again because it was like, man, that's such a good game to just kind of come back and, oh, it's so fun to play all the time. Uh, Oh, when yeah. I finally beat it, it was at like 5 in the morning, and I remember just sitting back in my chair like, it's over. It's done. <laughs> and I was so happy with, with how, the entire game, uh, and I also had that, I don't think I've stopped thinking about the game since I finished it. I don't think it's like ever left my mind of like, wow, Adam, what do you think of these bug reports? I don't care. I wonder what persona I'd get if I fused all these bug reports together. <laughs> that's pretty good. That, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Um, as I mentioned on the podcast many, many moons ago, uh, my experience with Persona 5 was I jammed through it in like three or five weeks. I think it was like five weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. And <laughs> I went through like a journey and an experience um, because yeah. my life was consumed by Persona 5. Uh, but I liked it so much that I just kept playing it. I like mm -hmm. I pushed everything out of my schedule to play through Persona Five, and I did. <laughs> uh, my buddy uh, Jordan apparently beat that game in a weekend. I don't know how he did that. What? No, what? He apparently threw it on like easy mode. Is like I just want the story before anybody can spoil me on it. I just want the story, and he beat it in a weekend. 
Holy I don't know shit. how he. I don't know how he did it. What? I don't know, but kudos That's, to that. He must have just been watching cutscenes the entire time. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't. I really don't know how you would even beat that game in like a weekend. Maybe it was like a long weekend or something. But, it might have been. Yeah, maybe three days. Uh, that it's a hefty game. Like, there's a. I will say this of that game. That game just kept going. Oh, yeah. On and on. And every time... I remember specifically talking to our buddy Ian. Because uh, Ian and I worked together. And every time at lunch, I'd be like, Okay, so Ian, I'm at this part of the game. It's escalated pretty high. And I don't know how it could escalate further. And literally every day after, I'd come back and be like, All right, Ian. It's escalated way further than I ever thought it would. <laughs> wait. I, I had... To, wait, where... At what point in the game... Did you mm-hmm. did you start thinking it can't possibly get any further than this? So it start my first kind of inkling that things were escalating pretty big was around the time uh Medjeds showed up when oh. they were doing that one. And it was like, this is an international hacker organization that is threatening the economy of Japan. And I was like, wow, that's escalated pretty big. This seems like the first escalation, so I assume it can do at least one more. And it was about the time we started fighting. Then we started fighting in size palace. I'm like, wow, okay. I don't know how much bigger this can get. We have to be hitting the peak, right? And then it says, no. Then we go up to Shido. I was like, all right, Shido has to be the peak of this. And then I remember, oh, oh yeah, we don't. We have that whole thing with Mementos. And then that kept going. I was like, <laughs> I, I game, how oh, much man. further are you going to take this? I, oh, man. Can I, I want to spoil you on something with Persona 3 and Persona 4. Okay. It's a general structural thing. The place mm. where Persona 5 goes, like that that scale mm. also happens in the previous two games. And here's the thing, that's, I that's actually, where you're going. <laughs> I already kind of knew that from just from yeah. I know of 3 and from 4, but like it still caught me by surprise over how and there it's not, it wasn't just how much it escalated to the part of like, hey, so worlds are merging and stuff like that. It was like the scale of everything seems so big. Like, this needs to calm down. Actually, weirdly enough, um, I have been reading up a lot about Shin Megami Tensei games. Mm-hmm. And the the ending of Persona 5 actually sounds like something that would happen in, a, in an SMT game. It sounds oh. like the premise of an SMT game. I'm not oh, kidding. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like that whole <laughs> ending of there is a, a, just a malevolent will is controlling people and is going to, like, you know, is judging well, humanity. That's kind of like, if I remember correctly, that's kind of like uh, Nocturne or 4 or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it is the Nocturne, the game Nocturne, sounds like what would happen if the people, if the main characters in Persona 5 failed. Yeah, actually, that's a really good way of putting it. SMT Nocturne happens if the Phantom Thieves are like, all right, we give. Yeah, it's not exactly the same. It's not a precise location thing, but it's a similar thing. And that's... Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's, there's one Persona game that I know of, of the five total, that, uh, if you lose, it wouldn't quite be an SMT game, but it would be something very different. Um, Hmm. but, but yeah, there's this general sense, like, by the end of a Persona game, like, you're sort of, like, saving the world from a catastrophic event. Yeah. Usually caused, usually Hmm. it's also something caused by human nature, which is always a fun twist. Yeah, that and that's fair. I remember um I remember three had that like a big deal. Like three's ending, isn't it? Like you are basically trying to stall out impending doomsday kind of thing. Yeah, I don't want to go into more detail than that. Okay. But <laughs> suffice to say, 
it's pretty standard for there to be to get up to this level yeah uh in um in persona games and even though i knew that it still kind of befuddled me that this was happening and then there were so many like and i think it was just like there's so many other big twists that happened. Oh, right, that I was just yeah. Like, how many more things can you pack on Persona 5? Right. That, that reminds me. I just typed up another one. I have, I have some questions about characters and twists. Oh, I am super excited to talk about twists. Oh, my God. I think all of the big narrative, like, plot twists in this game what? are super cool. Right. Um, I'll, I know why, because their names are so fucking similar. Okay. First of all. Did you like? I talked to you about Akechi early, and I was trying I to like he, get your read on this guy, and uh, you didn't you, seem you, to think he was gonna do what he did. And I kept feeling like, hmm. I'm trying to remember what you were telling me. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say this, Akechi. I do. I know what I told you. Oh, what did you tell me? What, I, I told you I immediately just did not like that kid. Yeah. So I'll say this: um, when Akechi was introduced, he he. He's first introduced as kind of the rival. He is the ace detective trying to stop the Phantom Thieves. And all, and already that kind of puts you on edge. But what kind of made me think like, oh, is he going to be fine? Is that they gave you a social link with him. And they usually don't do that for like villains and stuff. Yeah. Um, see, I wasn't I wasn't entirely fooled by that. I mm-hmm. So what got me about a catchy, like I never pieced together. There's a couple of hints in the game. I think they show mm. you. They show you like where you messed oh, yeah. up and didn't spot it. Um, when, when they're doing the big plan, they actually go back and show you exactly the whole plan. Yeah. Um, so, so when when the, I just got a really bad vibe from Akechi, like mm-hmm. I I got this really intense vibe. Uh, pretty early, I start to notice like, hey, Akechi's making good points on TV. Yeah, but like every time my character had an interaction with his character like the main character or anyone else in the party talked to a catchy in any way he came off as either a douchebag or malevolent in some way or shape some way so, shape or form that's actually like i actually flip-flopped pretty hard um on a catchy and i will say this so one of the things that had happened while i was playing persona 5 uh mm-hmm. and i guess this is this might do you have it do you have a question about like the whole Hey, the trade like the trader thing later or uh Oh yeah. Just, uh what did, I, I actually gave you advice. Don't be a douche to your friends. Yeah. So <laughs> here's my here's my thing on Akechi. Uh when he was first introduced, I kinda got the opinion like I'm already not super down on you because Akechi, you seem to just pop up all the time at the least in at the least convenient points. And it actually weird like he shows up at the TV and then he keeps popping up uh like all the time around you, like he even shows up at your house, and that kind of weirded me out. But I kind of thought that like maybe that was uh, they were trying to pull like a red herring, and like no, he's actually fine. He's just really interested in the main character. Yeah, um, so, I will tell you this kind of forever. I was like, mm, I don't know, Akechi, you're being super suspicious. If you're not a red herring, you're really not making yourself not out to be one. Yeah. So so the other thing is so. I don't know if they showed you this, but like when you were at the TV station mm-hmm. and a catchy first talks to you, he mentions a pancake place. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just like, it cut back to that and it showed that Morgana was the first person who actually mentioned pancakes and a catchy responded to Morgana. So let me and ask I was you, like, did you see, Whoa, that was, did that you was see cool that coming later? 
I did not notice it in the moment when they showed it to me in the game. I was just like, oh, okay. oh damn, damn it. <laughs> so I actually did notice that, but not for the reason that the game tells you. Oh. Uh, so here's what happens. when. So at some point in the game, your characters go to the TV station and they're talking about something they're going to do. And Akechi shows up. But what actually caught my eye was, or caught my ear was, Ryuji is saying, man, it's really hard being a phantom thief. <laughs> I thought that is what gave us away. Oh, but yeah. no, because he Ryuji says, man, it's really tough being a phantom thief. And then the line immediately after is Morgana saying he wants to get pancakes. So I thought that Akechi overheard the phantom thieves bit and completely overlooked the whole part of, hey, wait a minute. How did he hear Morgana talking? So yeah. I was the entire time I had that scene in my head of like, did that mean anything? But it was for the entirely wrong reason. Yeah. Vi no. A viable one, but the wrong one. Yeah, that was that was a viable one. I, I kept, like, the entire game, I was incredibly worried that Ruji was going to give the game away. And it turns out uh, he didn't. Well, he did at one point. Like, because remember, that's oh, how Makoto oh, finds out. Right. Like, Ruji's like, dumb Makoto finds out, but she's a good guy. Well, yeah, but that's why I thought they wouldn't do this again with Akechi, would they? Where Ryuji gave you away a second time. Yeah, um, I... Yeah. Now, so there was that whole thing with Akechi, and there was the whole, like, big, how do we catch him in the act? I loved everything about that scene where they're explaining it, because it was like, every time I thought, well, how did they do this? Oh, they must have done it this way. Literally, the next thing was, and here's how we did it, and it was exactly what you thought, like... Damn. Damn. See, the thing is, is that it was super early in the morning for me when I was doing that. I was tired. Mm -hmm. I was just like enjoying the ride I was going on. Like I was trying to get into character in that moment, and I mm -hmm. just was like, as this character, I have no idea what the fuck the plan was. Yeah. I'm just gonna coast and pretend. I well, know. The game even does this thing because at the very beginning you're being interrogated, and most of the game is a flashback, and. I actually kind of forgot that you were drugged and couldn't remember things. And so when they're like, hey, your memory's coming back, like, oh, that's how they kept this thing a big reveal is they made you forget it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually, it was well set up. I, I mm -hmm. like some people called it kind of contrived, but I, I liked it. It was decently well set up. I, I set think up. it, I actually really like the setup as well. I think it framed everything well because then it's like, when it finally does piece all together, like, oh, yeah, the entire point is because you're trying to convince uh, Sai Nijima to trust you to get uh, Akechi to fall into your trap. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's brilliant as, like, a framing device. Um, now, I will say this. And it kind of worked out on uh, accident. He wasn't trying to because he didn't remember the plan. <laughs> yeah. Remember, they even say that it's like, you convincing Sai is probably the biggest thing of the plan if that didn't work this doesn't work and you're dead yeah um because remember like the only reason uh the main character's alive or joker is alive is because akechi shoots the cognitive version in the palace not yeah. you he he shoots a cognitive version that he himself created which is a nice yeah. twist i will so let me ask you this question and this might be one of your questions as well when sai is asking you hey let's make a deal what did you do in that situation? I forget the options. So she reads you off all the names of the Phantom Thieves right. and says, are these your accomplices? And you have the choice of saying, I've never heard of them. Or, of course, I was like, that's right. <laughs> I I said, I've never heard of them. 
So, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I spent that entire game being <laughs> as as just trollish as possible to Psy. So, like, mm-hmm. she got to that question, I was just like, I don't know, I've never heard of him. I'm talking about him for the last five hours, but no, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I actually had a moment where I was like, wait a minute, this is trying to trick me. This is too... Because, again, it was like, I just spent this entire time telling you, of course I know them. I'm revealing things about these people to you. How the hell do I not know them? But, again, technically, even though Psy becomes a uh, an ally, this is the second antagonist that has a social link for you. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Am I supposed to trust her? Yeah, no, because, that, that's the and, thing. And, like, tell her the name? It's like, wait yeah. a minute, that doesn't seem right. I don't really trust you, but... The game seems to be trying to fake me out. Yeah, the game, again, the game does a, a decent job of faking you out through a lot of these reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing is that, for, for me with Sai at least, I knew she was going to be an ally. Mm-hmm. But I kind of knew I had to wait for her to come to my side rather than me go to her side. Oh, well, actually, like I can I can tell that's where that was going to end up. Mm-hmm. That's... I could sort of read that out of the character and be like, she's eventually going to join the squad. Yeah. So I'm going to wait for that to happen. I'm not going to go after, like, I'm not going to go join up with Sai. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, it's kind of weird because I actually at one point expected her to be the villain. Oh. Or like a villain. Because there's that scene when you fight in Okumura's palace. Remember, uh, he's the, the spaceport guy. Right. Yeah. Where you see the masked black figure shoot his shadow. Mm-hmm. It looks oddly suspicious to Sai Nijima's design like with yeah. the long the long kind of shoes and pants and then like just the way they were dressed and their stature is like is that Sai is, is she trying to fake me out to cover herself oh, so that's why man. I was like I really don't know got a read on you uh I especially didn't expect to go into a palace for her and I like that she, even she was like oh your next target was me was <laughs> yeah like, that was <laughs> no, I don't even she wasn't surprised at it, though. I remember she was just like, and the next was me. Yeah, it was like, and I was like, whoa, I didn't know I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, that's actually one of my favorite parts of the whole game because it's a flashback. Uh, mm-hmm. It gives a good reason for introducing who the targets are going to be. Like, it's like, hey, so your next right. target, your first target was Kamashita. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. And he's like, so your next target with this person is like, oh, I should start paying attention. And one of the things the game yeah. does really well, especially if you take the time to go talk to all of the side characters, like the NPCs, is they really do kind of uh, foreshadow all of the palaces a bit. Yeah, like, uh, it's it, one of the cutscenes of foreshadowed Haru, like, a third of the way into the game. And I was like, that person's going to join my party eventually. And I was a little surprised at how late oh, really? in the game it was before she joined the party. Oh, that's right when they're in the fireworks. They, they cut to her in the car and it's like, you're like forever away, Haru. What are you doing here? Yeah, I know. Like, I kept thinking like, oh yeah, this has got to be the next character who joins you. They're foreshadowing the next character. Nope, she no. didn't come up to way the hell later. Well, I think she is uh, the next character after she's introduced is Futaba. And then... Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah, And then Haru shows up. And it was like... Oh, is it? Where are you here? Oh, it is structured yeah. like that. Okay, so they didn't foreshadow her too far back. Yeah, Haru was the rich girl who got in the, the limo while everybody else was standing outside going like, why am I so wet? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked all those big twists and reveals. I I will say this. Um, and I told my buddy Jordan this. So when the game first came out, maybe a month or so after it was out, I 
and I actually feel kind of bad this. I actually got kind of spoiled on a bit of this. Oh, what did you get spoiled on? So, at one point in time, the thing I got spoiled on was that there would be a traitor amongst your group. And as soon I as I kind Yeah, I think and, I had some notion of that as well. So, what happened was, I was reading just, like, comments, and somebody didn't spoiler tag something. And they are like, so yeah, so when the traitor... And I, like, immediately throw the laptop away... <laughs> <laughs> it was great. like not really but i was like super scared like please don't read anything please don't read anything um but because i read that i actually spent a majority of the game over analyzing every character's action of like oh, is it yeah. you yeah so and, like i think i actually suspected most people at like at least the party at least a party member at some point in time no here's the best part i had it i had a notion that there was going to be a traitor in the group mm-hmm. and the very first time I saw Akechi, I was like, you are going to join my party and you are going to betray my party. So <laughs> I was convinced of it the whole damn game. Here's here's the best part. And actually, it made, it made me feel really embarrassed that I was freaking out about that so much. Is that I was like, oh no, I read the spoiler. There's a traitor. And now I'm like overanalyzing stuff. When I actually totally forgot that in the very first cutscene of the game, it tells you there's a traitor. Oh. Remember well, when Joker gets pinned down, they said... Hey, you're oh, getting, right. you got sold out. Yeah, you got that, sold out. That's, I believe, in the first cutscene. And it's like, oh, I should have known that this was happening. But I, beca- again, because I was trying to balance FF15 at the time, mm-hmm. I think I just forgot that that bit happened. Right, I'd actually yeah. need to replay it to see if they do tell you that it's okay. sold out. Yeah, you did. I think no, they no, do. They, they definitely, like, the police officer pins you down and says, Haha, kid, you've been sold out. Mm-hmm. Um... It, which is a really cruel thing to say to, to a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old? Probably 17-year-old. Well, he is kind um, of an international threat at this point. Yeah, he is. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't like. I don't know if a police officer should be telling telling somebody like that that they've, they've been sold out. Yeah. That, that kind um, of screws you in negotiations. I don't, it was a bad move, but it sets it up really well as a, a thematic point. Um, but yeah, at some point, I kind of suspected... I remember I suspected Ryuji at one point because I'm like, all right, oh, is he going to get like, well, because I thought he would like rat us out for like being like, because at one point he gets really upset that we seem to be wavering on our ideals. Right. I was like, he wouldn't rat us out. No. And then I thought, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe Makoto might because it's like, well, I have to save my sister. Like, well, that didn't happen. Maybe Haru is going to rat us out because her dad ends up dying because there is that whole thing of, hey, uh your dad's gonna be fine and then her dad dies i'm like is she gonna rat us out because something unexpected happened but it was like and that, and like akechi just seemed too obvious to me it was like it can't be oh like, no i'm gonna betray akechi you was Th- so obvious he was like screaming at you the entire time i'm going to betray you <laughs> dude i know but it was like i kept thinking it's like akechi would be like guys i'm gonna betray you. that's nice akechi sit down who among me will betray me though <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i'm sorry uh, like like okay i wasn't 100 convinced akechi was going to join the party the moment he did the moment he even suggested joining going oh, into that yeah. realm i was like all right akechi i don't trust you worth a fucking tick well, um, it, it what really solidified well of course once he did his hey i know you guys are the phantom thieves it was like okay it's got to be him he's he him joining the party I thought would be like he'd have like an about face and I'm actually kind of glad that he never had his about face like he stays a conniving villain the entire time even though you get a social link with him even though he joins the party 
he doesn't like have his I'm actually going to be a good guy now. He tries, but he doesn't he kind of tries. Well, remember he's like I'm going to let you guys escape because I know you guys are going to bring Shido down. And that's what he because wants. That's, because that's what he wants, but it was also like Akechi, you murdered a lot of people. Yeah, he did. And then the You're whole not... party was real, real sad that Akechi died, and I was just like, "Why are you this sad?" I that threw me off a bit, but I kind of rationalized it as they viewed him as just another person being cr- like they still hold yeah. him responsible for it, but they see why he did it, and they're like, "We're willing to like, we don't want to kill you now." Thing I think, like I. I so it seemed like they were like, well, he's been pinned down by the same exact system that we've been pinned down by, and we mm-hmm. hate the system, so we get it. And I yeah. think that's that's where they were kind of coming from there. I don't know. It just seemed like a very almost too emotional. I don't know. It, it, it was just – it was I, oddly I, I, executed. I agree. I still like the scene. I can see – where where the party and the writing was coming from but i'll admit there was that line of even though you killed my father it's like hmm Haru, you are incredibly forgiving yeah that's way too forgiving if i were like listen listen if i were in haru's position i'd be like do i have to care about this guy <laughs> do i really uh, he killed my dad in front of my face yeah um what's your next question for me about um so the next one is the other major twist which is igor which okay. I did not. By the way, so I I just want to say personally, I did not see. I I did not anticipate it, but the moment it happened, I was like, "Oh, that explains your voice." <laughs> so that twi- so like I said, I kind of got spoiled on there being a traitor, and so I was kind of uh like on edge about that thing. That like, oh man, I I should pay attention to people's actions. To quote the battle theme of the game, I never saw it coming that Igor was the villain. Or, like, that he was an imposter. Yeah. Uh, However, after reading a bunch of comments and uh, analyzing the scene, you really should have seen it coming. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I So, the voice actor for Igor in Persona 3 and 4 actually passed away. Yeah. yeah between yeah. 4 and 5. So, when they come out with this super gruff, deep voice... I actually thought that this must be the new direction they're taking the voice acting for Igor yeah. because it him having a deeper and more aggressive tone matches the tone of the game. So it never occurred to me that that was a fake out. It to me it seemed a little bit over like tonal. It like I got so used to the Igor from Persona 3 and Persona 4 that it felt mm-hmm. like a massive shift. But when it happened I was like Oh, well, I guess this is the new actor they got for Igor. It's a little weird, but all right. Yeah. And I just rolled with it. You and I had the exact same thing. It was like, that's kind of an odd choice, but okay. You know, by the way, I love the fact that the fake out happened for like the the series long runners for Persona 3 and Persona 4 fans was like, well, we switched the actor, obviously, because the old one, he passed away. Here's the new actor. Nope. Nope. Not at all. (laughs) And then then they brought the actual new actor in. Uh, for Igor's voice because remember they're like real Igor comes back and it's like oh that actually sounds pretty close to the original yeah yeah no Um, I was I I, like heard that voice and was just like oh are these are these the old actors lines they grabbed those let me tell you a few things and I want to see if you picked up on them okay these are things that should have keyed you in that something was wrong with Igor number one uh, in Persona 3 and 4 when you go to the Velvet Room for the first time you get the key 
at no point in time in Persona 5 do you get the key to the Velvet Room. Really? I don't remember you the key do? thing. Uh, I, I barely 3, remember the contract you signed. Yeah. Well, in Persona 3 and 4, uh, you're pulled into the Velvet Room initially, but when you go back willingly, Igor gives you the key to come back anytime. Oh. You never get the key in Persona 5, except if you max out strength and go talk to her at the end. Oh. Two. Igor can't fuse personas. He can't do it, so he has the attendants do it for him. In three and four, Igor is the one that fuses your personas. He is indeed. He is the one who puts the tar- tarot cards down. And uh, then he has the attendance to it in five. Yeah, I did not notice either of those things, and I probably should have. Well, because they just make so much sense that, like, oh, he's the... They're wardens. They need... They take care of it. Uh, three, and this is a bit obscure, he, he never calls it uh he calls it his velvet room in five hmm. he's never referred to as owning in persona three and four yeah because that, technically it's so. isn't it like philemon's velvet it is room it is technically philemon's velvet room and igor is just the attendant like yeah he like in in persona three and persona four igor constantly refers him to himself as an attendant yeah like he's he's just servicing somebody else helping you and then and yeah, so he keeps referring to it as his velvet room. And it was these three like super duper subtle things. Just like, I don't think I would have ever noticed that. Yeah, I feel bad that I didn't notice it because I did play through three and four. Now, the thing with the attendants, you know, where they were, uh, it's revealed in the game that you have, there are these two attendants who actually at one point used to be one and they were yeah. split apart. Uh, I actually didn't catch that at all. I thought that the new direction for the series was to just have the two attendants. Yeah, it that, made sense. that was a twist that I don't think anyone could have genuinely seen coming. Like it, it, it was a good, it was a good change in like, no, there's, there's only one attendant, but you'd had no indication before that, that you couldn't have two attendants because so, like mm. Persona 3 is a Persona 3 uh, portable. If you play as the female character, you get a male attendant. And so people have the notion and like, like Marie in Persona Four, I guess this is a spoiler. Never mind. Isn't she kind of like a? a well, okay. Well, that's a spoiler. But yeah, we're in a little bit into spoiler territory. But yeah, she kind of is also. It's so it's like, um. So it it wasn't that surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of multiple attendants isn't foreign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the last big twist was after you beat Shido and going into Mementos and like here's all of what's actually happening, and that kind of goes in with the Igor twist um yeah the shido the shido twist isn't the biggest twist to be honest like the fact that shido shido's behind everything it kind of been set up all the way back in fataba's arc well i like that at the very end of the game when you're when sai's getting you out of jail she says you know if you hadn't run into uh to shido at that time you would have stopped at the at kamoshida it's like huh yeah that is true wait what so when you defeat Kamoshida, oh, Kamoshida right. has absolutely no connection to any of the shit Shido's doing. It's yeah, only yeah. because you run into Shido at the buffet mm-hmm. and he pisses you off that you say, we should go for another target. And that's what leads you to Madarame, and that's what gets you up to Shido. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, I just had to get jogged on my memory on it. Mm. Uh, I I was always like, I, that's, that's, it is, it is kind of this funny, like, oh, what a trick of fate and things like that. But I, I had a suspicion that they were probably going to go after another target anyways. Like, mm-hmm. they seemed like they were just self-congratulatory, but I don't know. They seemed like the kind of teens that would eventually go after another target. Yeah, but, like, I think the point of the game is, like, it's a weird twist of fate that 
It's a weird twist of fate that you ran you into. You happened to ran into him <laughs> instead of picking, like, another target. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, what did you think of, like, the whole bat, like, the last bit with Mementos and Yaldabaoth and stuff like that? Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, it is Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth. Uh, That's how I said. Beca- because I'll be honest, I- I've heard some people I know weren't too, too thrilled in that, but I actually really liked that whole bit. Like, Dude, I, like I still the, like the. I I liked it a lot actually. I liked it, it was basically um, YHVH from SMT. That's mm-hmm. or often that character ends up being like a servant of YHVH. Uh, sorry, yeah. YHVH in, from the Shimon Gamatensi series is God. That is literally God. Yeah. and and God in the SMT series is a massive douchebag. Well, I was I was told in the in basically the entire SMT and Persona thing is that like. God has kind of just left the world to its own devices, and it's just like uh, these things; these things will just kind of happen, and I'm going to watch, kind of thing. Yeah, he kind of does that sometimes. Sometimes he's um, trying to take over the world. It's it's a I, little it's a little fishy in the SMT series games, but yeah, yeah in the Persona games, God is gone. <laughs> like YHVH yeah. is somewhere off in space. Uh, he's just like, all right, Yaldaboa, you can do what you want. Uh, let's see what humans do. Yeah, and so um, Yaldaboa as arbiter of all things law. Yeah, I I liked it. I I enjoyed that sort of ending. I kind of knew it was going to head there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I actually will say, I really didn't. Uh, again, oh. because I kind of forgot that they had even mentioned the Holy Grail at oh, any God, point. The fucking Holy Grail. Uh, and I actually, it actually took me a while. Like, why would the game use the Holy Grail? I was like, oh, I get it. Because if Mementos is the common public's, you know, palace. What is probably the single most recognizable great treasure of the of the world? The Holy Grail. Oh. That's why it took the form of the Holy Grail. That's interesting. Because and it just kind of occurred to me is like, well, yeah, most things do know about the Holy Grail as like this great treasure. Um, I'll tell you this: going into Ulef, the the last area of mementos, mm-hmm. actually really kind of upset me. It had it had some really good imagery, and the the music is just good. It was just like. Boy, this is unsettling talking to everybody in here. Yeah. Because it's like it's like walking through like doomsday syndrome and depression. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> boy, this is huh? Sorry, you've set yourself up for another persona game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was sort of like walking through a bunch of people that have like defeated themselves. And, you know what I like? And and this... like the, the people mm-hmm. who had been pushed down so hard by society that they give up. And mm-hmm. the people that had been um that just see the world for what it is and and break down because of it like yeah. i i was... actually really like this thing if if you go to all the prison cells of the individual prison cells mm-hmm. you'll notice that they're in a prison cell on top of a spine because they're in a prison in their own mind i thought that was a really cool visual touch wait they were in prison cell on top of a so, spine well so I'm at, so here's so you're walking through the dungeons right right or the ulith uh, yeah and yeah. you see the like little guys in solitary confinement just sitting there and they're in like a little prison cell each of those prison cells is on top of a spine and i took that to represent that basically they are a prisoner in their own head kind of thing like the prison that they've put themselves in is all in their mind but they've just given up and said i want somebody else to control it and that's and uh yaldaboa is like if people are so willing to give up control i will be control for them yeah yeah, I, I thought that was a really cool twist. I, I thought it made perfect sense for, like, 
to be honest, like that that whole notion made perfect sense for like the the core of an inner city. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the core of an inner city, it just ends up being people trying to get by. Yeah. Um, and, and just sort of like, uh, it worked really, really well for Japan. Like I'm genuinely surprised by a game that was made in Japan that basically amounts to fuck the system. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it was shocking to me, like how on the pulse of like modern society this game seemed to be oh yeah because i was like i was playing this and not to get the like political politics and stuff but it was like boy i just i resonate with this really well like the all like most of the sentiments of this like it feels like you can't get like you are you're just a prisoner in your own like life and you need to get your control back and it's just like damn that message is powerful and it was great yeah. to play it yeah no i i'm surprised by just how powerful the message was in persona 5 it, it is about as strong if not well, maybe a little bit stronger than persona 3 um, i'll say this just for me uh because we've talked a lot about the story of the game right uh, it, it just everything about the story clicked and resonated with me so well that like i i think for me it, like it beat out the other like the like three and four just because like all of the plot elements were there. Everything seemed to funnel into each other, like, mm-hmm. seamlessly. And it was like, oh, everything's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if I can entirely fault to there. I think there's a couple of places where, like, Persona 5 mechanically, it just outperforms the previous oh, dude. two entirely. So, to quickly <laughs> talk, to, to talk a bit about gameplay mm-hmm. uh, from 3 and 4, 5 has so many quality of life things i think oh, i call them yeah. and it has so many oh, quality shit. of life and so many massive system changes from the other like big popular three and four games i'm actually wondering how i'm going to go back and play three and four without some of these quality of life things like, uh get ready for the most annoying version of persona fusion in the universe yeah i mean i like the persona that persona fusion got super easy by the rare personas of Hey, if you just fuse it with this thing, it'll go up a rank of that arcana or down a rank. Yeah, that made things so much easier. The other thing that's probably the most important fucking factor is the fact that you pick the abilities that get transferred over. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Are you not able to do that in three? You can't do that in three. That's right. No, you can. You can? You can. Oh. You have to go through some horsey bullshit. Um, (laughs) you, You have to... Get to summoning the persona. Look at the abilities it's going to give you. You go like, do I want these abilities? If not, you back out of the entire process to reset oh. the random and go oh, redo sounds... it again. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I did that for Persona 3 and I did that for, for Persona 4 because I didn't play Golden. Um, because they I added act- that to Golden, thank goodness. Oh, thank but... See, <laughs> I think I can go back and play Golden because I feel like a lot of the major mechanics... Uh, or some of the mechanics that are nice in five may also be in golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the ones in golden got transported over to five, and yeah. so you also get a Vespa. <laughs> um, <but laughs> Vespa. I never got a Vespa. Oh. Um. So I like, and so going through four, three, and four, I just the Persona fusion was such a grind that going into Persona five, I didn't even do strength. Like oh, 
I was so turned off on it and just so focused on, like, I just want a strong persona. I don't care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got so turned off on it by having to, like, back out and back into fusion shit. Like, cause, yeah. like let me tell you, in Persona 3, I fused Messiah. <laughs> wow, okay. extreme, like, top-end persona. It took a lot of work. Um, I had I had an Odin that was, like, level 99 and I maxed out its magic stat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, got, I got up to some bullshit in that game. Um, and so I remember I used Messiah and he has an ability that lets you half enemy HP. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I get into the last boss in the game and I'm like, <laughs> um, and so I use that ability and clear a ton of SP for myself. And then he's like, ha ha, turns out I have many, many forms. And I'm like, God oh. damn it. Um, so, and so then I just turned to Odin who, I think it was uh, Thunder Rain. Now, is this, is this I literally, Persona 3 or 5? This is 3. Oh, okay. The last boss in Persona 3, because I spent so much goddamn time fusing, I got an Odin maxed magic with maximum, with, with Thunder Rain. <laughs> and I just literally Thunder Rained the boss to death. Yeah. I but like, curb stomped this thing. It was yeah. It was almost a little embarrassing, and I was just like, maybe I shouldn't do that for my future playthroughs of Persona games you can definitely make some really strong personas in persona five, but I just like that yeah. you had so much control over what you were perfusing. I like that. There were so many different ways to fuse them. Like, did you ever use the online fusion, the public execution? Yeah. Like once or twice when I had a bad one. Oh, I thought that was such a cool idea of like, just throw it up, see what you get every day. Uh, I like that you could itemize and get like rare items from them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did also, I, I, de- I definitely enjoyed that aspect. Um, although it did make it kind of like, hey, pay some extra money and get a cool item. Yeah. And, and not just the Persona stuff. I liked, uh, oddly enough, I actually really enjoyed like the whole, in Persona 5, there's there's the quick travel thing, which I really liked. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that must have been in Golden or something. But more, nope. what I really liked is that you could well, just open of. your map. Yeah. Uh, is in Persona 5, you could open your map, look at where each of your confidants are and just see like are they going to rank up if i go talk to them yeah that's always nice to have because then it, it kind of gets rid of the i need to go run and check on everybody it's just like oh well, god They'll... here's what you want here's what you want to do what do you want to do it, it like it saves you from the the insanity of well it saves you from basically having to plan out your your social links in like pairs of two and three which mm-hmm. is what you had to do in persona three yeah, like yeah. you had to do you had to do your social links in like pairs of two and three people, um, especially for the romances. You had to like do every female character in order, <laughs> or else <laughs> bad things would happen. So let me ask you this question: uh, What did you think? One of the big gameplay system mechanics for Persona Five was that confidants now uh, one they're not on a big set schedule, which I thought was cool. But also, I think I think they are. They're still set on a uh, schedule. They are, but it's not, like, a weekly schedule. It's kind of, like, their schedule is consistent over, like, two or three weeks or something like that. And then it repeats. Oh, okay. Um, But what I actually really liked about the confidants, before we actually start talking about the confidants themselves, is that they each give you abilities. And I thought that was such a neat idea. Oh, yeah. For how to make them more viable. I I really liked that. Um, Although the one small downside to it is that it's sort of, like... 
it made certain social links, it made certain confidants more important than other ones for mechanical reasons. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, that, like, like they need to do a really they have to they have to balance those social links super super tightly. Yeah, um, because like what they had in this one was sort of like there were certain social links that you just had to do first. And yeah. it made you sort of ignore other ones that you might have been more interested in. Because, like, I, I was I was interested in the gun store guy, but I never finished his social link, because what the fuck? So, uh, now, that, now that we're kind of talking about the confidants and individual characters, let me ask you, how many social links did you finish by the end of your playthrough? I was missing, like, two, maybe three? I I think I was the same. I was missing out on three. I, I didn't do the I didn't do the tower, which is the oh, kid yeah. with the guns. I was I was at, I, of the three. <laughs> I didn't do the photographer, and I didn't do the politician. Ooh! Oh, you missed one of the best ones. Uh, the politician. Yeah. Well, he's cool, but like he kind of has this thing of that it's actually really hard to start his because there's so much you have to do to actually get it going. Yeah, he does have a like, huge lead in. Um. But to kind of go back to your point real quick of like, yeah, so the confidant abilities are really cool, but you're absolutely right when you say that some of them have like, crazy good abilities. Like, fucking, I'm sorry, that fucking reporter has the worst. Oh, she, hers is, hers are terrible. Hers are like, garbage. The- I Like, sorry. So I, I didn't actually, I got to like the halfway point of all of hers. I got to like three on tower and then I got like to the halfway point point on uh the gun store owner Mm -hmm. um and like going through hers i was just like i don't know why i'm talking to you (laughs) like this is garbage yeah so overall i actually uh even for the ones that i didn't finish i actually really liked all of the confidant side stories and i don't think there was actually any character in this game that i didn't at least enjoy chatting with the more i got Mm -hmm. to know them yeah no i actually i really enjoyed that as well is that all of the characters are always interesting in their own way um, you enjoyed talking to them. You enjoyed the stories that they were kind of going through. Um, yeah. I will say that part your own party member, Makoto, her social link is weird. I like... All right. Not going to lie. Like, I wasn't uh, super hot on it. I was like... That, not eh. going to lie. You best be not be talking shit. That's the girl I romanced. <laughs> I mean, that's the girl I also romanced. Although that High was... High five. That, although that... that it was for me. It was more due to a process of elimination. Oh, I actually, I I don't know. I, can I tell really, you, really. Can I tell you liked... the journey I fucking had going through characters, and being like, "Well, I'm not gonna romance that one." I uh, go for it. All right. So the first one, I thought, like when the game first started, I looked at on. From the very beginning of the game, I was like, "On seems like the perfect fit for my character, mm-hmm. like perfect, like 100." percent And then I got further into her social link, and I'm like, "Oh, right." She's a teen and she's a little dumb. Like on she's is, she's the super well-meaning character. Yeah. Um, she, I actually kind of found, found her pretty fun to hang out with. No, she was great to hang out with. I was just like, "Oh no. Oh no." The like the Joker is is like he he's at some I feel like he was like on a different he's in a different realm than on. You mm. know what I mean? Like the the like Joker is kind of a dick. Like I don't yeah, want him dating on who's actually like a nice person and like like a little naive and very well meaning. Yeah. Although she does dedicate herself to being the baddest bitch in the universe, and I was just like, that's a good end to your social link. Yeah. Um 
And then the next person I was like, all right, well, if it's not on, then it's Fataba because come on, Fataba. Um, but then I was like, ah, she's basically your sister. Nope, out of that one. And yeah, she's also I mean, tiny. And I was like, I feel a little uncomfortable here. I think the thing for Fataba for me was like, yeah, it definitely feels like for how much the because I was also finishing Sojiro's, um, I like Futaba right. story arc, but like, it was just kind of, eh, I guess, uh, I don't know. What what was your next one then? Well, the thing is, so, so, and so I, it's, so it's funny, like with Sojiro, I actually finished Sojiro's before getting too deep into Futaba's. And like at the end of Sojiro's, he like pulls you aside and he's like, do not date my daughter. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Um, I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. Um, and so the next one was Makoto, and I was just like, "All right, Makoto's all right. She's good. She's good. I'll date her." And so I did. And like, I was like at the point where I'm like, "All right, I'm already dating her." When when Haru was like fully integrated in the party, and I was just like, "The more I get to know Haru, the more I think I might have should have dated her instead." That's fair. I mean, so I like. So you think you you would have gone for Haru? I mm, I don't know. It's a hard pick. Like if I replayed the game, I don't know which. Some let people would you, say they'll do all of them, but I'm never going to do that. Let me tell you my thought process on how I I went about this. It was like, okay. hey, here's Makoto. All right, oh, she's pretty cool. Here's her like uh, Phantom Thieves and her persona. Like, all right, that's pretty cool. I'm like super on board. Here's her kind of story. I'm a hundred percent on. This is a this is great. I love Makoto. She's so cool. She is super cool. I do have to admit that she is like she ends up being a super cool character yeah so i don't know like i guess we're in the waifu wars thing i guess that's a big thing of yeah, persona but like we're a bit in the waifu me, wars but for me although the answer was simple it's, it's gotta be makoto no actually you know what's uh haifumi haifumi was cool i actually haifumi i actually cool. liked hanging out with her as well did um, you know or this this might or might not be true but she might have been um part of the original team like was going to be a party member and then they had to cut her i remember seeing some fan art of like a proposed ver- like phantom thief version of her like because because uh, think about it in in the end makoto is called queen mm-hmm. what's haifumi's thing hmm being a chess master essentially shogi but chess is basically what it is i could see that yeah um and like Oh man, I'm still upset that Makoto turned down the the nickname Ryder. Right? Oh, I wish she would have. That would have been cool. I was waiting for it. I was like, "Oh my god, she's the Ryder. She's the Ryder. The Ryder has arrived." And then she's just uh, like, "Nah." And I was like, "No." Um, that'd be interesting. I I I'd be kind of curious, like how they picked all the party members. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to talk about. Talks about the other ones. Uh. I, I completed my goal yeah. of maxing out all of my party members' oh, yeah. arcanas. Yeah, um, definitely. And I'm really I, glad I did. I just barely skirted in Haru's, I'm not going to lie. I I have to be honest. Um, Whenever you max out your party members, they get a second awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually... I, apparently, this is a point of contention. I actually kind of dig most of the second awakening ones. All of them except Haru's. Like, Haru's is just kind of weird looking. It's like... Go back to the other one. I forgot what Haru's ended up looking like. Let me look. So Haru's is first uh, Milady, and it's this right Milady in, cool. in a in a dress, and there's a giant cannon under her dress and stuff like that. God, what's her new one? St- oh God, that okay. It's like a pair of skulls that are like like entwined and they're spinning. Yeah, nested. Uh, I I really liked 
Um, kind of that Day of the Dead theme. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, what are the other some really fun of the confidants? Uh, I actually like Hangman a lot. I thought his was a really fun. I never finished so. it, and I oh, really you wish it's I could. Great. Uh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, if uh, I ever replay the game, like my one main regret from that game was not finishing the Hangman. Yeah, I liked. I loved that dude. He was amazing. I think. Okay, so. All right, so I guess a couple of important questions. Out of all of the social links, mm-hmm. which one was your favorite? See, I'm torn because I really liked Makoto's social link, and that's one of the reasons that's why so weird. I, I romanced her. I just I I think it's because I really liked her as a character, and I liked having her and Joker interact, and right. I thought that was fun. So I liked that one a lot. Um, I actually ended up liking Yusuke's confidant link a lot. <laughs> he is pretty and I, great. I liked his. I like hanging out with Yusuke a ton. Yeah. Um, he might be my my second favorite party member wow uh, how about you what, which one is your favorite um to do my favorite social link it is for me it is also sort of a tough call um mm-hmm. but one of them is oh, what was her name ty oh the doctor the yeah doctor, ty yeah. takemi yeah ty takemi so takemi was one of them takemi was probably like i I've, I've mentioned this to other people but like i picked makoto in the game but i kept thinking like in real life, if I had to pick, I'd pick Takemi almost immediately and almost every <laughs> single time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Takemi is is kind of cool. I, I like I like her way too much, but uh, and she had, she had a very very cool arc to her character. She she was cool. I liked hers. Um, I like that you started. You get it so early in the game. Yeah, and it's like that's kind of neat. Yeah, it is nice to have her early in the game. Um, and it gives you the dumb fucking. And if you get high enough for in, in hers, like at like eight or seven or eight, uh, mm-hmm. you can buy uh, charms that give you friend, a SP return. Friend, let me tell you this: when I started the game off, I actually rushed hers because I knew she had that accessory. Oh, pfft. so I actually ended up like getting her to rank seven pretty damn quick. I think doing that also let me max out all of my uh, social stats obscenely quickly. I got, I was, I had pretty much four and five, maybe about the time of the fourth or fifth palace, just because wow. I focused social stats so much. And th- that's a really quick thing I want to say. Uh, this game was super nice about how you built social stats because there's way more options to do social stats. Oh, yeah. And you get more. A variety of them like you'll get knowledge and courage for doing this thing you'll get courage and charm yeah yeah i, I, like, I noticed that oh, as well it's cool um i actually it took me towards the end of the game like by the end of the game i got like two or three extra dates in with makoto because i was like oh, i yeah. have nothing else to do today uh i probably could have gotten like a rank or two more in other characters but i was like nah i kind of want to hang out with makoto <laughs> like she was all right um no so <laughs> understatement of the year yeah like i i just like some days i just didn't have another social link by the end of the game uh so so my second so my second favorite other than mm-hmm. uh takemi is 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 oh god what's his fucking name whoever hangman is ey ey thank you those were probably my two favorite despite the fact that i never finished ey's um and oh wait now i got uh-huh. a third one is is the politician i actually really liked his 
he seemed to be fun, but I just didn't. I didn't even start his. Uh, if I had to pick a third one, mm-hmm. I would probably pick the uh, one that I thought was really funny and pretty cool was uh, Temperance with Kawakami, the teacher. She, like, this is pretty great. It is pretty great so long as you don't romance her. Yeah, it's That's kind it. of weird. Like you just have to like as long as you veer far and away from romancing that character it's a very kind of like funny but you're getting an insight into your teacher and you're learning about like you know what her deal is and what's going on with that and it's actually really cool but again mm-hmm. if you romance her it it veers from that territory into this is a little weird and creepy mm-hmm. uh do we have anything else or are we about ready to wrap that wrap this up i guess uh did you kill death did I kill the Reaper? I did. Yes. Very good. Wait, did uh, you do it? I... Did you cheese him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking figured. Because, fuck, fighting him. I tried fighting him normally. Fuck that. Yeah, he's he's basically this. He's one of the two secret bosses of the game. I hit him with my highest damage dealing skill. And it did 20 damage. And I have never hit the escape button faster. I'm like... <laughs> It's like, all right, Yusuke, oh deadly fury, that motherfucker. Take his lights out. That did 24 damage. We have to roll. We have to get out of here. We need to leave. Yeah, so I I fucking love the fact that you can cheese the Reaper. It yeah, is super funny to me. I think they definitely had to have left that in the game purposely because you can't cheese the Reaper until, like, way late in the game anyways. Mm-hmm. It's on two specific days. <laughs> I will say, uh, I went from level sixty-five to seventy-one, beating him once. Yep, I, like, I did it damn. twice, and I did I, I I did it almost exactly that, and then I jumped to like seventy-eight, and then I never worried about combat again. Yeah, except yeah, for yeah. the last boss. Did I tell you the story of when I was fighting Yaldabaoth? No. Um, so Yaldabaoth, as you know, has five forms. <laughs> yes, yes, I was aware. <laughs> so I being a total dumbass, got him really low down, really carefully. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was like one hit away from killing him. Um, everybody was up, and I I saw the opportunity, so I was like, I'm going to take this. All his forms were up, and so all of his forms have different like nullifications and protections, and one of them reflects physical attacks. Uh-oh. And I had been careful about those um and so i get up to ryuji's turn he's been charged he has uh tyro kaja on him and i'm like ryuji strike them with your largest hit i was just like fire all cannons we're destroying this bastard um and so ryuji launches off his aoe physical move Mm -hmm. and so he hits all five of the targets and this this and so this sounds like it backfired <laughs> well kind of so the first thing to know is that the main portion isn't immune to this mm-hmm. and so the main portion got knocked below zero this mm-hmm. defeats the boss but as as it happens that one physical move does like it's one arm most definitely reflected it and it slapped right back in Ryuji's face, and it wow. it it KO'd him immediately. 
And so I I I just have this imagination of um of Ryuji just like, I've got this, and he's Yeah and then he just gets slapped in the face with his own attack and he's just knocked out for the rest of it. And like as all of the other shenanigans are happening, Ryuji's just knocked out in the back. See, I had a similar moment, but mine was super cool and I felt great about it because uh, Yaldaboa is charging his giant, like, I'm going to destroy you all move. I had yeah. I had it, all of them low enough that I was like, you know what? I want to be cool and stylish. I want Joker to land the last hit just to be neat. And I took a huge gamble and I Meggy, I used Meggy Dolan, the, the oh, wow. severe almighty to everybody. And, like, the last hit I got in Yaldaboa was a giant almighty wave on him. It was like, I oh, did it with Joker. That's like, so yeah. good. Um, Especially because at the end he shoots him. Somebody best summarized the end of the game like this. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe a couple of teens uh, fought a corrupt god of control, summoned a demon lord, and saved Christmas. <laughs> God damn it, yep. I keep forgetting it was fucking Christmas. How the Phantom Thieves stole Christmas. <laughs> God damn it. That was so good. I keep forgetting it was fucking Christmas. Well, no, and then afterwards you get a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Because Morgana comes back. All right. I felt I I feel really bad by saying this. Oh, I I kind of teared up when Morgana was like vanishing. Like, no, Mona, come back! You know, I was of two minds when Morgana was going away. My first mind was, oh, thank the fucking gods, he won't make me sleep again. Aren't, <laughs> um, aren't you tired? Just like, no, shut up, Morgana. Um, and then the other thing, but but the other half was, but I am gonna miss that guy. And then he came That's back, right. and I was just like, and then I was of two minds when he came back. On the one hand, I was like, oh, he's back. Fantastic. And on the other hand, I was like, but am I certain I want this cat around for the rest of my life? Yes. I even have this little Morgana plushie next to my desk. I, I have it on top of my PS2 because <laughs> um, we both got the same thing. Uh, and actually, yeah. the last thing is I actually – the very very end of the game is very cool like like what like morgana breaks a police car essentially to fix your van i i like the ending of five mostly because you get that moment of you actually get to go around the city that you saved talk to everybody Mm -hmm. and get this zach you go around and talk to everybody who's uh confidant you completed and you get a little memento from them yeah so you're collecting mementos from them. Uh, yeah, you get it. Uh, so, yeah. so, no, so the, the thing I actually... So that's actually a thing in all of... Well, one of them not. But but the, I think it worked here because it was like, we just fed the pla- the palace of mementos. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, uh, but I like that ending a lot because it's very... You know, it's kind of open-ended, very hopeful. And it has a very nice end to it like yeah you and your friends are gonna hang out and be buds yeah so this is yeah this is actually something that's that's really interesting is uh it's kind of implied after persona 4 the main character gets on a train and leaves like they have the thing where he comes back in persona 4 arena and ultimax Mm -hmm. but like the implied ending of persona 4 is these were some good friends you made now time for you to head back to your actual home and 
go live your life there. Yeah. I like that five like really imply like no, you're you guys are gonna hang out and be buds. It's like yeah, yeah it 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 super super implies like first of all, Makoto drives you home, which is pretty baller on her part. Um, mm-hmm. and then the second thing is like it's it seems much more heavily implied like the main character from Persona Five is gonna be like calling up these dudes all the fucking time. And just, like, going, like, dude, did you see this fucking thing? Um, Like, it seems like they're going to stay friends and they're going to stay close for a long time. Yeah. I remember finishing the game and just sitting back and thinking, I feel so satisfied with this game. Like, everything about it. uh, And as I kind of said, we've kind of gone a little bit, so I think we'll probably do some closing statements on this. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved this game. Uh, Like, like I said before, and I'll say again, everything about it just worked for me. I loved it so much. I enjoyed playing it. Um, almost immediately after finishing it, I was already contemplating a second playthrough. And that yep. rarely happens. I yeah. was like, I want to go back and experience this again. Yeah, before the end of the game, I was thinking, like, I have to play this again. I'll probably do it after the anime airs or something like that. Yeah. Because I mean, it is getting anime adaptation. But I probably won't do it immediately because I'm have other because i playing Breath of the Wild right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, even then it's like, man, that what a, what a damn good video game. Yeah. So, so for me, um, there are some known issues that I, I had with the game. And there's a couple of uh, – there's a couple of particular flaws that we didn't bring up in this uh, that – you know kind of got me but at the same time like as i've sort of let this game gestate over the months over these months i've only grown to like the game more overall mm-hmm. like i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed my experience with the game more and more the more i think about it and the more i think back on it and so i actually yeah. really appreciate that aspect of the game and i i really enjoyed it um it it was one of the best game playing decisions i made in 2017 uh the other one being the other one being near automata that i hope you and <laughs> drew play so i could tell you about it yeah i think at the moment i'm kind of filling myself by uh just listening to the soundtrack over oh, and over yeah. again do that last the, track oh uh the, the 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 ending credits one i yeah. don't remember the name of it oh yeah. that one's good i boy the art the music you just said oh. oh everything was oh, so my good god but before we get before we start up back again, audience members, thank you for listening to us gush over Persona Five. Yes, um, thank you so much for listening to us. Just be like, oh my god, I love this thing. It, oh man, it was so good. <laughs> uh, so that concludes this bonus round. We hope you enjoy uh, listening to more Nitwick stuff and more bonus rounds. Uh, if you have a, if you want to leave a review or a comment for us, uh, you know we're on iTunes, Podbeans. Uh, if you want to email us, we're at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-A-C, at gmail.com. And uh, I forget if on bonus rounds we do a lesson of the day or not. I think um, we did the lesson of the day in the main episode. I think that's just for main episodes. Although, if you want to, I, although let me give you Zach's very neutral lesson of the day. Please. Fuck hunting down mats in Breath of the Wild. That's the lesson of the day. Wow, what a... What a... <laughs> What a relevant one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember, friends, you just got to wake up, get up, get out there, or his life will never change. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.